Composer Nathan Hall is fascinated with the works of abstract painter Clifford Still. He's visited the artist's work at the Clifford Still Museum in downtown Denver. The museum's collection includes more than 800 paintings by the late artist. But there are also letters and journal entries that give a glimpse of Clifford Still's personality and drive. He always spoke what was on his mind, and I really respect that. On the other hand, he was really mean at times, and he said some pretty terrible things. I don't think we would be friends if he was still alive today. Let's put it that way. But Nathan thought he could give Clifford Still's words to a narrator. When I hang a painting, I would have it say, Here I stand. And he could set those words to music. Proud, alive, naked, unafraid. I'm Brad Turner. Today, Notes from Clifford Still, a new piece from Denver composer Nathan Hall, and the story of how the music came together. This is Centennial Sounds, Colorado performances of music by 21st century composers. The Denver Museum that bears Clifford Still's name owns almost every canvas he produced. Some of the paintings take up entire walls. They tower over you when you stand in the galleries. What do they look like? Um, they're large canvases covered with vibrant color and texture. This is Jessie De La Cruz, archivist for the Clifford Still Museum. She's mesmerized by Still's work, just like composer Nathan Hall. You see these almost squiggly lines on canvases and blobs of color. He's known for working predominantly in red and yellow and blue. Those blobs of color almost become a little bit more dreamy. And you just want to fall into it. Something that you just want to stare at for a while and soak up all the intensity of those paint colors. Nathan knew he wanted to write music about the artist who brought these colors and textures to life. But the composition only came into focus when Nathan visited the museum's archive and Jesse introduced him to Still's letters and journals, hundreds of documents starting early in Still's career and leading up to his death in 1980. The archive sits on the museum's top floor. There are books about Still, old photographs of exhibitions, even a catalog of his record collection. I can send you all that. Really? Mm -hmm. You have a list of Clifford Still's record collection? I've scanned all the album covers too. Really? I visited recently, and Jesse grabbed a book of Still's writings off the shelf. It's one of my favorite. She says Still often sounded like an angry prosecutor. The ability to create a cliché and build it into a premise is the mark of a successful art critic. And no group has been more gullible in swallowing them than artists themselves. That's just page one. But she says Still had a dual personality. He was sage-like, almost spiritual, when he wrote about being an artist. He writes, I have great delight in the preciousness of color and line and form, but I would have it incidental to greatness of spirit and idea. And so it, it really gives him much more depth. You could tell his art was his church. Those two sides of Still's personality drove him to become a truly unique painter. He was an influential abstract expressionist, Similar to Jackson Pollock, but not as well known. In fact, Clifford still trashes Pollock's work in his writing. He compared it to automobile paint. All of that tension is what intrigued composer Nathan Hall. He wanted his music to capture Still's vision, 
and ambition and complexity. There's this moment when Clifford still says, I know my way, my direction. I have committed myself to the possibility of absolute failure. Of absolute failure. Absolute responsibility for my acts. But the music underneath those words sounds a little less confident. The clarinet and percussion kind of stumble. It's the backing track for a bold artist who finds his footing as he goes along. Almost like we're stumbling toward failure, but he catches himself really quickly and it, the music just jumps right back on track. Those subtleties underline the story Nathan found in the museum archive. Clifford Still sounded ambitious and prickly early on. He sounded frustrated in his prime and bitter toward a world that didn't appreciate his art. Genius is never forgiven, even when it is killed. But Nathan says Still softened up a bit in his later years. He moved to rural Maryland and pulled back from the pressures of the art world. And his letters to family and friends, they, they change their tone a little bit. It's not about, oh, so-and-so wanted my painting and I said no, and so-and-so is a fraud because he's just painting like this other guy. And it's more like, my wife Pat and I are sitting out on the porch. It's a beautiful day. A brilliant morning. The air clean after yesterday's storm. The world kind of comes into his life a little bit more. He, he lets it in a bit more. Two of Still's lines really stuck with Nathan. The first one goes, The truth is a lie in the wrong mouth. Then there's this line, Everybody wants a priest to worship. Nathan says those lines hit on what made Still's worldview so compelling even when he sounded like a jerk. It's good advice for anyone trying to find their voice. It made me think that there's no one right way to do something or one best way to make art, that everyone's own expression is the truth. That's what it's about. It's not about some higher up saying this is good or this is bad or you're in and you're out. Maybe it should be the other way around. It's There's so many people on the bottom or all these amazing artists doing amazing things that maybe they don't need to be worshiping the priests at the top. Nathan's piece debuted earlier this year. One of the first performances was in the Clifford Still Museum. The Playground Ensemble performed it in front of one of those big, captivating paintings. Now it's time to hear it. This is Notes from Clifford Still by Nathan Hall, performed by the Playground Ensemble and narrated by the group's founder, Conrad Keene, in the CPR Performance Studio. I have no interest in defining what art is for other men. The best works are often those with the fewest and simplest elements. Pictures that are almost obvious. 
until you look at them a little more and things begin to happen. Color is a total thing. The effect is total. You don't see any one thing. Color, texture, image. You experience it. Everything works to one end. You don't even think about color. Probably, I would prefer my works to be quite asocial. When I hang a painting, I would have it say, Here I am. Here is my presence, my feeling, myself. Here I stand, proud, alive, naked, unafraid. If one does not like it, he should turn away because I am looking at him. I am giving nothing, nor am I asking for anything. I know my way, my direction. I have committed myself to the possibility of absolute failure. Absolute responsibility for my acts. I will not be the subject of any man's judgment. I am not trying to do something I am doing it, and when I finish it, I move on to another work. It is not illustrating, does not stand for something else, it is. It is a whole world of its own development. A picture with nothing in it, a title gives it meaning, a picture with something in it. A title kills it. That is the difference between Master and the rest of them. He has complete control of his instrument. I mastered the instrument and opened the frontiers of this thing. I must find a way to temper this tempestuous spirit of mine. How I waste myself in this turning. Maybe there is no answer, but I think there are more works to come forth. Yet some principle refuses to let me stay silent I see the gates of life.
closing, being shut by the weak or cruel or selfish, I must shout my protest. Philosophy has its Nietzsche, art has its Van Gogh, both are phony as hell. Words are a substitute for action. The more they are used, the more dangerous they become. The truth is a lie in the wrong mouth. The truth is a lie in the wrong mouth. The truth is a lie in the wrong mouth. The truth can be used for the most evil purposes. In the wrong mouth. Everybody wants a priest to worship. The snake pit of human cannibalism called social relationships. I am so terrifyingly alone in every way, and so are you. Two who are alone, touching hands in the darkness of the noonday sun. It is the price we pay for knowing too much. Genius is never forgiven, even when it is killed. I will feed any man, give him a bed or my shirt, but let him touch my work, my spirit, and his blood will be on his own hands. Of course, I have to fight the battle alone. That is the key to my work and what I have done. It had to be done alone. What will we find, Pat? Will there be a way to work and build? And how and when will I stand up again to face the hope of the horizon? My only recourse was temporary flight. I escape, but the time is short. Memories crowd for attention, 
It will take time to forget, enough to live only in the future, or at least in the present. This is the 13th of July. We have just arrived on the farm. We are sitting on the porch of the farmhouse. A brilliant morning. The air clean after yesterday's storm. Pat and I are having coffee. It will soon be 10 o'clock. The birds are chattering. The sky is so clear, one can see indefinitely in every direction. The brilliant sun, the dark black green of the trees, the clarity of the air, all add up to a joyous Sunday morning. That was Notes from Clifford Still by composer Nathan Hall, performed by the Playground Ensemble in the CPR Performance Studio. We heard the voice of the narrator in that piece, Conrad Keene, a while back on Centennial Sounds, when Playground Ensemble collaborated with the singers in the group Roomful of Teeth. Nathan found so much inspiration at the Clifford Still Museum that he actually wrote other music about Still's work. including a set of one-minute compositions based on visitors' reactions to 20 of Still's pieces hanging in the museum. A visitor said one of Still's pieces reminded them of white noise with a low, almost electronic sound underneath. Playground Ensemble debuted Nathan's short compositions with a sort of mobile concert at the museum. They'd play a piece near the artwork that helped inspire it. Then the musicians and audience members would wander into the next gallery to hear another composition played near its accompanying artwork. One visitor saw a painting that reminded them of bossa nova music, so Nathan wrote this. This episode of Centennial Sounds was part of a collaboration with Rocky Mountain PBS and Colorado Public Television 
You can find links to their coverage of the Clifford Still Museum, see how the museum staff restores all of those paintings, and learn about how the museum contributes to Denver's arts scene at CPR.org. You can also see some of Still's paintings, find a link to an archive of his work, and even browse his record collection. That's all at CPR.org. So that's it for the first batch of Centennial Sounds episodes. The Centennial Sounds team is taking a break. We'll be back in a few months. In the meantime, check out our previous episodes of the podcast at CPR.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Composers write amazing music every day, and a lot of it's performed right here in the Centennial State. Our mission is to connect you with it. Centennial Sounds features recordings made in Colorado, sometimes in concert, sometimes at the CPR Performance Studio. We get to know the composer who wrote the piece, visit them where they work, and hear their stories. Thanks to Nathan Hall and the Playground Ensemble for sharing their music today. Martin Skavish recorded the music for this episode. Cindy Carpian, Daniel Mesher, and John Pinnow helped produce the feature. Head to cprclassical.org for more on the musicians we featured today and more episodes of Centennial Sounds. I'm Brad Turner, Colorado Public Radio.